Ladies and gentlemen, more than a century ago, John Dewey and his socialist colleagues initiated a clever plan to reshape our society. By first taking control of the ed schools, indoctrinating the young teachers, and then having them change the next generation of Americans. Dewey and his group claimed they were building a better public school. What they were really building was a crooked house from foundation to roof. So here we are today with vastly bloated budgets but less and less positive results. This has happened because John Dewey and his social engineers put a higher value on creating cooperative children than on creating educated children. That's basically what you lose with the progressive agenda. As a result of this bias, our education establishment tends to select inferior methods throughout K-12 schools. For example, they prefer whole word to teach reading, they prefer new math and reform math to teach arithmetic, and they prefer constructivism to teach facts and knowledge. These are sloppy, counterproductive ways to teach. Naturally, many children don't do well. An education establishment warped by ideology is likely to get bad results. That's a safe prediction. But there's a second part of the equation. Many powerful people in our society permit the education established to get away with their mischief. Here's a suggestion for everyone to consider. Don't be their accomplice. If you are a leader in a cultural institution of any kind and you're not using your institution for, to fight for better practices in our K-12 schools, you are an accomplice. If you are a politician who endorses or even accepts Common Core, you are an accomplice. If you are an editor in the media and you don't investigate the dysfunctional practices at the local schools, you are an accomplice. If you are part of the Chamber of Commerce and you're not pushing the local schools to do better, especially in reading, you are an accomplice. If you are a teacher and you let sight words and other ineffective methods be used in your classroom, you are an accomplice. If you are a community leader and you don't take a look, a close look at all the weak methods embedded in the local schools, you are an accomplice. The education establishment can't do a mediocre job by itself. It needs your support, especially if you're well off, successful, or a powerful person. If you support bad practices in K-12 schools or look the other way, you are a big part of the problem. John Dewey and his successors up to this day are engaged in an ideological quest. Millions of children are damaged. Future citizens are stunted. No American should put up with this. Don't be an accomplice. And we have an addendum. If there's a choice between phonics which works and sight words which don't work, our schoolmasters will invariably pick the inferior method. In such situation, you have a fairly easy choice between two large things, like between a jet plane and an ocean liner. It's easy to say which way you would prefer to travel. But nowadays, we are often confronted by more subtle choices. Every day there are momentous developments going on in the world. Events, discoveries, weather, war, speeches, holidays, whatever you like. Any and all of these things can be used to educate children. You just have to look. But the public schools are so intent on carefully limiting and manipulating every dose of education 
and they don't want anything getting in the way of CRT, SEL, and DEI. If there's a factory a few blocks away, the school will probably pretend not to notice. There's a lot of interesting information you could teach in any kind of factory. How is the work divided? When were these products invented? Where did the raw materials come from? The trick here is to use the world to teach more about the world. It's so obvious only our education establishment would pretend to miss the point. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four. The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.